0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of Crime Over Wine, the only podcast with head-scratching true crime stories that are just better over a bottle of wine. I'm your host, Liam Collins, and this week I have a very special guest co-host. He's a meteorologist, a comedy king on Twitter, and also a dog dad of two, so we love him for that. My guest co-host this week is Blaze Keller. Hello, Blaze, how are you
1: doing? Hello, you are too nice. A comedy king on Twitter. Are we just we're just lying now to people. <laughs> I see. I figured if I wasn't nice to you off the <laughs> bat, then you
0: would hop off at some point.
1: I was gonna say this podcast episode's super short. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so blaze is a meteorologist at wkow the abc affiliate in madison wisconsin which is just a little colder right now than it has been in chattanooga i would probably
1: guess maybe just like a little i don't know though i mean temperature wise we kind of got back up there we might be on par with y'all as of now Mm. yeah we're like i think like this week. this is being recorded in like middle of january i
0: think this is we're like in like the 65 range i think today after like that
1: cold snap Oh, okay, we're still at like thirty. So oh yeah,
0: no, 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 little no, bit. No, no. If I did yeah. math,
1: a little bit cooler.
0: <laughs> I am um, out of bed and out of hibernation, so you know it's at least forty degrees outside. Oh, is that
1: your threshold?
0: That's my threshold. I don't leave the house if it's if if I can see my breath. I don't leave my, I don't leave the house.
1: You would have a really hard time here. Yeah, maybe it's no. good you don't like work up in here, <laughs> boss. Being
0: like Liam. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know I grew up in New York, and so I am very familiar with the cold, and yeah. I very much so don't live there for a very good
1: reason. Hey, I understand. I I think I'm just doing this like um like Stockholm syndrome myself, <laughs> just living in cold. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you're like used to it. You gr- you grew up in Idaho or in no, Idaho. Iowa, right? Idaho. No, I grew up like up the road from where I'm at right now. Idaho?
0: Oh. No, Iowa. I am in Iowa.
1: If I grew up in Idaho, I would welcome all my friends with a fresh sack of potatoes. <laughs>
0: Hello. <laughs> so why don't we get into our wine part that's my Work. favorite part of this podcast um so this week's wine is chateau saint Michel's dry riesling and if mm-hmm. you've been listening to the first two episodes of this podcast you know i'm all about the dry part it's from the columbia valley they say this wine pairs well with mild cheeses salads okay. and
1: fresh seafoods okay Yes. If it's a white wine and it's not with a seafood, we've got questions, we've got comments, and we've got concerns. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. <laughs> See, I'm more, I like, I like, I don't like seafood. I'm not like a, like a, uh, um, a um, uh, um, shrimp, like fish, like a no pescatarian. Un- yeah. No, that's, that's not me. Um, I do, uh, the only time I ever really drink white wine to pair with food is chicken. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Unless there's like a red sauce to go with it, in which case.
1: Red, your your I think East Coast accent came out there. The <laughs> sauce. Okay, I love that for you. Um, I'll let you have that. I don't know. I I like seafood from time to time. All right, All let's right. pop this bad boy open. Use those muscles that I can see. Yeah, no, it's not happening.
0: Oh. Okay, got it. Yeah. Also, as you can see, I'm in my closet. Um, because this is the only room in my house that um doesn't sound like I'm in an echo chamber. So I mean,
1: I'm in my bedroom. Yeah, as you can see with my stuffed animals.
0: Well, it's just not super conducive to wine, you know. Like I'm literally, I have you my laptop on
1: my dog's crate. So, ah, okay, so we are we're roughing it today. Yeah, a
0: little bit, little bit. It's <laughs> not we're not like like gourmet dinner kind of wine tasting. Like mm. we are in the midst of my shirts and my ties. Oh right, that's what we're
1: at. We're a step above the Franzia bag. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Basically.
0: All right. So cheers to you, Blaze. Thanks for coming on this week. Of
1: course. Thank you for having me. There is something just really nice about a a dry, sharp wine. I can't do red. Yeah,
0: I, well, okay, I do love, I do love red more than anything. Uh, yeah, that's my okay. thing. Because, because you know what, like, white wine, I feel like I'm, like, ready to go. Like, I'm ready to rumble. Red, like, whenever, but whenever I drink wine, like, I want to be unwinding for the night. Like, I want to uh, be, like, done. And red wine, just, like, pff, like give me a okay. glass and I'm...
1: But, but white, we're
0: yeah white we're going we're going ham see that's like invite me to a wedding and like i'm Mm. drinking white wine all night long because i'm the king on the dance floor
1: gotcha okay i see i see now yes you start dancing here in the middle of this podcast i know why right (laughs) out of nowhere okay
0: exactly exactly (laughs) So, Blaze, let's say we get to our story for today. Yes. Let's do it. So, have you ever heard of this before? It's kind of a crazy—I had never heard this was even a thing, but, like, the more I read about it, the more I was like, this is
1: bonkers. No, you sent me a link, and I wanted it to be very raw for you. So, I only saw the headline— And that's it. So no, I, and I didn't know anything from that headline either. So, Blaze, today I'm going to peel back the curtain behind what happens after
0: some of us die. Thousands of well-meaning people were bamboozled when they or their loved ones signed up to help out countless more people to donate their body to science, only for their last dying wishes to be blatantly ignored. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of the Biological Resource Center, better known as the Arizona Chop Shop. In 2013, Jim Stoffer likely thought he was doing the best he could. His mother, Doris, was suffering from dementia and probably assumed the end was coming sooner than he'd like it to. So when she died, he wanted to make the tragic ending of her life mean something so much more than what her life had been plagued by. He wanted his mother's terrible illness to help countless more people any way he could. He was going to donate her brain to science in hopes that it would help find a cure for Alzheimer's. So at the recommendation of one- one of his mother's nurses, he called the Biological Resource Center and they were there within an hour of her death. He signed all the necessary paperwork and was promised a free cremation to go along with it. He even checked a box that specifically did not allow her body to be used in military experimentation. Now, Blaze, I can't imagine how many boxes there were for possible experiments that when, mm. for when you um, donate your bodies to science, but my guess is, I haven't seen like, the <laughs> specific form, my guess is that he checked more more than just that one, but that does seem very specific and also very important to the story. So
1: remember that. I was going to say that to me is a foreshadowing. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I just assume that like when you die and you surrender your body, it was just like, here you go. But I guess there's a lot more checks to that. Okay, blogging. Yeah,
0: I mean, and it makes sense. Like it's such a like um, intimate thing, you know, that you would want yeah. to have it be um, you know, a um for a very specific cause and you know if you you know, if you wanted it to be to be for whatever, then like you can have it be for whatever, but if you if you also wanted it be to be for a very specific thing, yeah. Then you know you have you should have that right to do. Right very interesting. I'll have to remember that when I die. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Very, we're getting very uh, dark here on Crime Over One. <laughs> so Jim let his mother go and he had no idea what specifically his mother would be used for, but he did know he wanted her to be used in Alzheimer's research, like we said. And ten days later, he received his mother's cremated remains in the mail. I've never had to make this decision, thank goodness, but I would guess it's pretty hard, especially like an hour after your mother dies, but I'm sure he helped reassuring assuring himself that he was doing the right thing and that his mother's death would be a blessing in disguise. But I feel very confident that if he knew what was happening thousands of miles away, literally as he spoke, he would have made a completely different decision. So before I get there, I did do a little research on body donation. Organ donors need to meet a whole lot of criteria to be able to donate organs, but there are almost no limits for people who want to donate their bodies to science. Organ donations are also usually higher priority because they can have immediate life-saving effects, right? Mm -hmm. You donate your heart to to somebody, and that can immediately save somebody's life if they need that right then and there. In fact, organs need to be used within 24 hours of death. Body donors, on the other hand, can register with a specific program before or even after they die. The Mayo Clinic also says people can be denied to donate their bodies if they have certain diseases like HIV or hepatitis, or if they are are extremely emaciated or obese. They can also be denied if the body was mutilated or if it's
1: extremely decomposed. Interesting. I didn't... I don't know, this is going to sound really stupid, but I figured that once you're dead, like they would just take your body for like, you know, Mm. okay, we need to test you, Mm -hmm. or like we'd like to test something on your dead body. I guess I didn't realize that it had Mm -hmm. to be... My body's never going to be donated. Then this this (laughs) this husk of a body. Good luck. (laughs) So
0: getting back to where we were before Thousands of miles away Mm -hmm. from Phoenix A federal investigation was just heating up While Doris's body was being transported to the Biological Resource Center In Detroit, Michigan, it was tied back to a 2011 border stop Arthur Rathburn was stopped while trying to cross the border into Canada And I've never crossed the border by car But I know you're from Wisconsin So I don't really know (laughs) what that process is like So maybe (laughs) You know And you can kind of Fill it in on what This kind of entails You've never been
1: Nope Um, But I would imagine From what I Am just Conjuring up in my mind I mean I bet they like Obviously check your car Thoroughly (laughs) Because you can't just like bring stuff over but i don't know i mean the only thing i've seen is through film and that's at the mexican border i've actually never seen well have you ever seen good girls no
0: okay so good girls and this is like not we're not sponsored by Good (laughs) girls by any means but um but the it's i that's this is kind of what i picture like they are like these a bunch of moms like going through in like a minivan and they like literally have to like turn over the seats like pull up the hood like do all this stuff And so, again, like, I know Hollywood isn't real life by any means, but like, that's kind of what I picture. Um, So I don't know. I mean, uh, but then I also hear all the time about people getting stuff across the border, like, so easily. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's really not that hard.
1: I don't know. I, you know what? I will go right now. Okay. And I'll come back and I'll let you know. Okay, well,
0: intermission. Lace is going to Canada. We'll be right, or, we'll be right back. So, for whatever reason, border patrol agents search Arthur's car, and what they find changes everything. They found ten
1: human heads. Shut. Sure. I you know what? I'm just gonna go on like a little left bar here. If you're gonna take illegal mm-hmm. things over any border, why are you going through a checkpoint? Like, go mm-hmm. off to the distance in the woods, in the water, mm-hmm. and risk it. Like you're you're mm-hmm. gonna. Cross with ten heads? Mm hmm.
0: Well, that's, and so, and I think maybe once you like hear what comes next, like I, it almost makes me wonder, like, if he was doing it, like, if he had like a legit van or something that, like, oh. you know, like, like, for whatever reason, like, he had ties and had these kind of, um, things, but just for whatever reason, like, he shouldn't have had these heads. You know what I mean? Cause, like, I would imagine you have to, like, like, people, like, legit people, like, not people who are breaking the law, like, federal laws, like, have to go across the border yeah. all the time. So, like, how do they do it? So maybe he was, like, maybe he he was trying to like do it in a way that was kind of undercover like i don't know you know what i mean
1: yes i do i don't know what else he had in there too the rest you know of their I mean? bodies but they were just focused on the right. heads <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I would heads would certainly, you know, raise my eyebrows. Yeah, a little, sure. little bit. Sure. So for whatever reason, police don't arrest Arthur, at least not for good. And I can only imagine it's maybe because the feds are trying to catch a bigger fish. I read a range of reports that over the next three years, Rathburn would make three to five more trips across the border. And he got stopped at least one more time in 2012. In that case, police found about a hundred. Bomb- body parts riddled with diseases and I'm talking everything
1: from hepatitis to HIV. So they were like LOL you're good ten heads whatever. Come back. Here's a bunch of bodies with diseases but like we're also just going to turn a blind eye to that? I guess so. I I have a lot of questions but it also gives me Confidence that I could, as a regular person, <laughs> you cross the border can with, also yep.
0: cross the border with a lot of bodies. I mean,
1: I'll just hold out the heads in like a bag and say, "Yeah, lol, okay. he did it." Disclaimer: Do not do what Blaze is doing. Do not do <laughs> what Blaze is doing.
0: So, as far as I can tell from what I've seen, he has still not been arrested after all of these different stops. And maybe I'm just missing something, but I mean, that feels like yeah, probably cause for arrest at that point. But I didn't see anything like that i can only imagine again that they're trying to go after maybe the bigger picture here and Mm. boy oh boy do they end up getting it they raided arthur's facility in 2013 and they found hundreds of body parts and he wasn't arrested until 2016 but his federal indictment said they found about 250 body parts that he had quote Use chainsaws, bond saws, and reciprocation saws to dismember without taking any sanitary precautions. So, my mind, as I'm sure yours is, I can tell based on your face, is just whizzing
1: with all sorts of visuals about this. I mean, bones are not thin. Mm. And I don't know what, like, I don't know, is his facility the one that we mentioned earlier, or is this a different facility? so we're about to get okay. there
0: but totally different place this is in michigan
1: and we're talking about okay the whole point of the
0: story is in phoenix arizona
1: i just how do you not like hear because 200 bodies that's a lot of a lot of noise whatever Mm-mm. i'm i'll just listen I'm curious now. Yeah, well, there you go. I figured it would be. (laughs) There is, like,
0: so much more I could talk about with Arthur, and I could probably do a whole episode just on him, and I'm thinking I probably may, so let me know in the comments if you think I should. But this launched a massive federal investigation, and they were able to tie the bodies back to the Biological Resource Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh So the FBI raids the facility in 2014, and what they find is so much worse than I'm sure they imagined imagined in the center they found heads in buckets, coolers filled with male genitalia and a torso with a head sewn onto it
1: quote like Frankenstein no no a co- okay so a cooler full of penises that along with buckets and he- heads and buckets and then Frankenstein just like a sewing project mm-hmm. um okay so. The guy had 10 heads, and then he had a couple more bodies, and then they found 200 bodies. Body parts. Body parts. I'm assuming that then they found probably on this similar vein hundreds of body parts in this research center.
0: So they were able to tie thousands of bodies to the facilities and they believe the bodies spanned back about 10 years. Reuters Uh, was one of the first major outlets to report on this. They were able to make the connection between the bodies found and hundreds of families who had donated their deceased loved ones to science. And it was a Reuters reporter who called Jim Stafford and told him what really happened to his mother uh, after he signed her body away. Doris's body had been sold to the U.S. Army for IED experimentation, and what is told to Jim is that her body had been strapped to a chair when a detonation took place, and it was all to determine what would happen to a human body if a vehicle was hit by an IED. (coughs) Now, there is no excuse for this at all, because the experiment was not what Jim had signed his mother up for at all. But what makes me so angry about this is that this was explicitly against his wishes. He disqualified at least one specific experiment that he did not want his mother's body to take part in at all, and that they just completely ignored it. And I just think if you're not going to do what the family wanted, the least you can do is not do what they specifically asked to not happen to their loved one's body.
1: Um, um I need a drink after that because uh mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine, as you said, being told that these people did what I specifically asked not to do. And then obviously they probably had to go into detail about what happened, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right, well,
0: and keep in mind too, he's finding this all out from a reporter, not even investigators, not even this guy, like a reporter who probably went into that conversation assuming that he already knew
1: about it. I shouldn't laugh, but it's just, it's so horrible Mm. to like, yeah, think about that actually happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and also too. So I read an article from Reuters too yeah. that where apparently like he had just like broken down in tears. And, oh, I bet. Yeah, and his And his wife apparently could be heard in the background saying, "You know, like we did what was right. We did what the, our be- the best we could. Mm-hmm. Like every like you know, you did the right thing." Well, and
1: they gave him ashes. Mm-hmm. So, like, was that just like a bit that they found, or was that somebody else?
0: Whose ashes? Well, so, what Reuters finds out is that it's actually one of Doris's hands that I guess they saved and used for her (laughs) cremated remains. So, I'm sure that's, like, a little reassuring, but there are a lot of families, though, that, you know, are part of this that just are wondering still if the ashes they got back are indeed their you know are indeed their loved ones and I'm sure that's you know I can't imagine that no. I mean years later you're you're staring at this urn that you think is bringing you closure but you right. know in, in reality it could just be you know the bottom of the of the fireplace yeah, you know truly truly. So Reuters discovered at least 20 other bodies were also sold to the US army without family permission at a cost of about $5,800 The army claims each. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yes. The ar- which also seems very low to me like I don't know, like I feel like if I'm going to get sold to the sold to the US army like you better be paying at least oh. like at least six figures. Yeah, I thought that was high. Okay. Let me take a Mm-mm. drink. <laughs> <laughs> the Army claims they had never received consent forms and just relied on the center's word that the families had mm-hmm. signed the right paperwork, which seems really sketchy to me, but that's, a de- a, again, different episode. This wasn't the only experimentation the center had illegally sold those bodies to, though. No, the FBI was able to tie 20,000 body parts from 5,000 bodies over 10 years to the bio- Resource Center. Most families signed up to make their loved ones' tragic deaths mean something and were promised free cremations. But now, like I said, they're not even sure if the ashes they received were indeed their loved ones. And on top of that, hundreds of people's final wishes were blatantly ignored. In one case, a veteran's body was sent to the Department of Defense. Despite having grown to hate the VA for insufficient medical care, another woman told this CPS affiliate in Phoenix that her husband's body was found in several
1: different states. I mean, I, I guess, like, I'm trying to picture myself in any of these people's shoes, where, like, your parent, your spouse, sadly deceased and you have donated their body to science to help advance only to come to find out that they have been um as this Mm. is be you know a chop shop as you said um yeah like would you regret
0: it or like how like what would your reaction be
1: i think i i think it would truly just be um i i don't think i would have words because i just you would think that there would be some sort of like decency in taking mm. someone's dead body and being like, okay, mm. this is being used for science, but obviously, right, it sounds like this place was after money and it sounds like they're getting mm. a, lot a lot of, of money, it. yeah,
0: right. Um, well, and also, like, if this is the work you do, like, you would think, like, in your most vulnerable state, mm-hmm. right? You know, le- losing somebody you're obviously very close to, that you're their next of kin, that you have the ability to sign these rights away, that you would think that the person you're signing it away to understands that. Right. And, you know, and as ha- a decent human being enough to, you know, do the one thing you ask like do not donate my my loved one's body to the to be blown up do not donate my body my loved one's body to the va you know it's just it's so sad to me because that is like it's like you know i i've i've you know experienced you know death before Mm. i'm sure you have too and it's just it's such a you know for those couple of weeks you're just like a different human being when you lose someone that close to you and so like, just being taken advantage of that way, that's what gets yeah. me heated.
1: Well, and, you know, going back to what you said, it's this, this a total lack of sympathy and maybe even empathy that, like, mm-hmm. you – this person is in their most vulnerable. They're giving you their deceased mm-hmm. and you're like, LOL, OK, strap a bomb to her. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. laugh. Right. Um, well, then obviously, like, somebody had to have been, like, arrested because how can you – how can you do this without – Facing any sort of like repercussions in any sense.
0: Well, so Stephen Gore, the owner of the Biological Resource Center, was federally indicted for this case. He was charged with fraud and operating an illegal enterprise. He said that he founded the company back in two thousand and four when he grew bored as an insurance broker. Oh, okay, Gore would later argue in court that the plaintiffs agreed to this whole situation, saying they had all signed waivers. Those same waivers offered an agreement that when loved one's body was donated to science it would be treated with quote dignity and respect in court Stephen argued that the actions taken did not mean that the bodies were not treated with dignity and respect and so therefore he did end up Mm. keeping his end of the deal But it's easy to understand how these hundreds of families disagree with that. I mean, so many of their final wishes were just simply not honored. In fact, some of them were blatantly ignored. Gore was eventually convicted by an Arizona jury in 2015. Ten families were also awarded $58 million in punitive damages.
1: So, okay, so he got bored and was like, I'm gonna do stuff with bodies. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Um... Well and also it just makes me think like okay insurance death like how do you
0: like like those two things like how, what right. like what qualified you to open this facility I like that I have a lot of questions about about that jump too
1: Yeah yeah I would like to dig more into his um upbringing but the fact that he was mm-hmm. only charged with fraud I mean I guess you couldn't get him with murder I mean cuz they're all dead mm-hmm. but fraud in a legal enterprise i mean i feel like there should be something more but i guess in the legal Mm. stance or legal you know through the legal lens i guess there isn't because he obviously didn't commit murder he didn't any homicide oh well um yeah also lol i could not imagine going to court and being like yeah i treated them with respect because like i thought that it was respectful but you don't you don't Mm -hmm. get to decide that because well uh, and it also makes me
0: even wonder like if he even knew like what these bodies were being like what was being done uh, to them, you know, yeah. or if he was just like, like, here's one, like, give me money, you yeah. know, which like doesn't make it any better, but like it also like, you know, I don't know, because I would like, I don't know, as like a human being, if you're gonna still do that, like, and you're gonna say, okay, yes, here's like a person who does not want to be blown up by the military, okay, you know what we're gonna do, we're gonna blow up, yeah, uh, blow them up in the mil- by the military, so I don't know, I would, I would. The The human part of me wants to believe that he just truly just, you know, ran to hard times mm-hmm. and, like, just did this just to, you know, make a buck, which, again, does not make it any better, but it still makes me, like, feel, like, a little bit more like he was just ignorant to what was actually happening. So, like, why? Then why? Why did he do it? <laughs> so, there's also a part of me that says maybe this was just a really small piece of just a much bigger operation, though.
1: Like he was a a, a piece of a puzzle of a bigger like human body part selling ring like, black market of bodies. Ah. Yeah, that's
0: kind of what I what I picture. Well, also, because so I keep going back to how police treated Arthur when they first caught him thousands of miles away while smuggling bodies across the border. Mm -hmm. How they knew he was doing this and let him do it for years. I feel very confident the feds were just waiting for the perfect moment to drop the hammer on the Phoenix facility to get that big fish. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling there was an even bigger shark out there that made be stayed under the (laughs) radar even after all of this. And the reason I say that is because around the same time as the biological research facilities huge payout to the victims' families, a funeral home in Montrose, Colorado was under the federal government's eyes too. In 2018, the FBI raided the Sunset Mesa Funeral Home in Montrose, Colorado, just outside of Denver. And what agents find is an Operation eerily similar to the one in Phoenix. And I feel like, again, I could do a whole separate series Mm. on this case. But to sum it up, the owners of the funeral home had been arrested in 2020 for mail fraud and illegal transportation of hazardous materials. The FBI had found that they would take in the bodies of loved ones, mutilate them, and sell them for profit. A leaked price list found that they would sell an entire body for up to $5,000, which again... I mean, if my body is not going for at least a mil, like, don't even bother. Oh, see, I'm hoping for 5000 for me. <laughs> <laughs> the federal government tied the funeral home to about three dozen instances where they had shipped body parts that were also riddled with diseases, hepatitis, and HIV. They would sell them to research facilities, but say they were totally clean of all of these diseases. And this detail, if you remember Blaze, is really similar to some of the body parts Arthur was carrying. Mm -hmm. They were also disease-ridden, and I was also wondering to myself if that meant these people had these diseases before they died, or if the diseases were transported from body part to body part after they were chopped up. And I would imagine that would be probably pretty easy for these body parts to get all these diseases after they were completely (gasps) mutilated, because they're all just, like, sitting in blood and gore and whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean... My husband is more on that side of science, and I think he would probably be able to tell us both, but I think it's probably a combination of both. I mean, you had to have somebody have the diseases to bring it in, and if they're not cleaning, Mm -hmm. sterilizing anything, and yeah, you put it all together, it's like you're just creating. Mix it up. Oh, Lord. Okay, so here's this. Funeral home, never burying a family member, never burying a friend. (laughs) I (laughs) definitely want to be cremated, and I want to see, and I want them to see
0: it happen. Watch me,
1: bird. Okay. Yeah, seriously.
0: (laughs) So what do you think? Do you think these cases could possibly be
1: connected? I mean, part of me says there can't be a huge black market. Like, it, it can't be a big market of human body parts. To me, it seems like it would be almost like a monopoly, if you will. Like, there's a big... Mm. you know what i mean like a big super center for human body parts and then they're like the kingpin but i don't i don't know i have not been looking Mm. for body parts so (laughs) i don't know i yeah i have i have zero knowledge of this
0: realm whatsoever although apparently you can make some pretty big bucks so you know maybe it's not a bad side gig you know podcaster reporter body part seller
1: i I think that sounds like a nice ring with inflation i've said (laughs) it before I've got bills, and they need to get paid. Facts. Listen, you can <laughs> either do an OnlyFans, or you
0: can sell body parts on the black market.
1: Which one, obviously, Which one? Uh, there's a lot of bodies out there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like the OnlyFans pipeline is getting oversaturated. Everybody yeah, has an I OF agree. now. I agree.
0: I agree. So, so at some point, they're just going to turn to selling bodies. So there's really there's nothing in between.
1: I will probably partake in none.
0: <laughs> Fair But what about you? What about you? So, I don't know I mean, like I, d- I definitely feel like Like, there is there are all these people At the very least That, like, know That this mm. is, like, a thing And, like, can get away with it Kind of thing
1: I, Yeah, I guess, you know If you're thinking about, like Where are these bodies going to supply Like, the bigger mm-hmm. Warehouse, if you will They've got to come from somewhere And, obviously, funeral homes Are going to be, like, your direct mm-hmm. From point A to point B mm-hmm. I... and then
0: my other thought on that too was like okay like so when when he was going when Arthur was going to Canada Mm -hmm. like where who was he bringing those bodies to like I could never find like what like what excuse he gave Mm. so i i don't know and i also wonder like okay so like if you buy a bunch of bodies like outside of like okay you're the army and like you're you know you're mm-hmm. blowing them up for lack of better words i suppose yeah um and you know or you know you're experiment you know you're a legit organization experimenting on these bodies and you think you have the the right access to it other than that like if you're in this black market like what are you doing with the with them you know
1: yeah i mean like my only idea would be selling organs but as you said mm. they're only good up to like 24 hours
0: yeah and there's like a whole vetting process that goes with that like there are only like you know like organizations that you know do that kind of thing mm. you know and like even like you would think like if they like for example like you go back to like what the, what the army said about what they um about Doris's body like they thought they like they just took them at their word but like if they were doing like what they were supposed to be doing then they should have been like look like getting the consent forms and like right. looking at this and like So, like, I just, you know, it's just weird. It's just weird. Like, I just don't know what these black market people are doing if it's not, you know, if they're not, like, intricately involved.
1: You know, I did, this is, it is in the same, I promise it ties to it. But I was watching this this Korean drama called Connect that had to do with human body part, like, um, the black market. They would, like, pick people up, kill them, and, like, strip them of their organs. And they would, like, help out people who... Just didn't want any questions asked. Like, Mm. I've been shot. Like, I need, say, like, my liver's failing or, you know, like, whatever it may be. And they have to go to, like, the hospital or something. So maybe it's those for the people who just need Mm. an organ transplant quickly and they don't want to wait. And go to the hospital. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That would, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who are, you know, I think back to the doctor death. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, because there are, like. Yeah. So then, there are like these, like there are these doctors who like have these like int- like this. In- I'm not like implementing doctor deathness mm. at all, but like who have this like in um like intricate knowledge of like how the human body works and like maybe just like operate like just just outside of the law to like you know make it an- make an extra buck. So like, yeah, maybe there are like these people who don't want to wait and just like you know will pay the big dollars for this kind
1: of organ that would make a lot of sense to me. I'm just saying, if any organ harvesters are going to be listening to this don't take mine i've been drinking red bulls and energy drinks since i was 12 my organs are bad don't take them <laughs> let me die and waste away <laughs> it only reinforces that i give my body to the sharks chum up the water when i and physically Watch my body get torn apart by sharks. See, yeah, I... Because this this does... These these kind of cases yeah. always make
0: me think about, like, death and what happens after I die, which is, like, super morbid. But, like, it's, like, I think about, like, I definitely don't want to get buried, for sure, because, like, mm. termites and all that stuff. So, and now I definitely don't want to get cremated because God knows what happens, you know, if that's even what actually happened to you. I was going to say. So, I... I definitely, I think, I do think I still want to be cremated, but I need, like, I need my loved ones, you know, to be there when it happens. Write it in your will. Blaze, thank you so much uh, for coming course. on this week. I had such a great time talking with you about this case.
1: Guys, listening, me and Liam met through Twitter, and now we're actually talking face-to-face. Well, <laughs> oh, this there is, you go. yes.
0: So, Blaze, tell everyone where you, they, everyone can find your work online.
1: Uh... Wow, you're really you're really putting me up there on that pedestal. <laughs> um, on Twitter, my work is uh, at Blaze M Keller, and that's the same as Instagram. So those are really the only two that I use. Well, I also know, so, um, because just from,
0: like, watching you online, like, you do obviously focus on Madison, but you also do a lot of, like, larger stuff, too. So Mm -hmm. if you are, um, interested in how what's the weather like where you are, you can also follow
1: Blaze, and he will definitely tell you about that, too. I will try my best, and I will give you (laughs) my best forecasting ability. Excellent. Well, (laughs) Blaze... Thank you again for coming on. And thank you
0: so much for listening. We're going to put all of our sources on our website so you can read everything for yourself and it'll probably come up with a theory or two too. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we will see you next week for another episode of Crime Over Wine.
1: Proud member of the Podnouga Network.